Blog Talk Radio. How's it going, Joanne? Oh, happy Rona. I'm getting done. I'm done with this Corona shit. Whatever, COVID, Corona, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I thought I thought COVID-19 was a punk band. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good name. That's a good name. Yeah, well, that's a great name. It is, it is. Well, I hope everybody's doing well today. Uh, we have tonight. Oh God, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. We got the original lead singer from the Rob Roy's. Sometimes you don't remember the name, but you remember the song, and or vice versa. You remember the song, you remember the name of the band. But I mean, I the music tonight takes me back so far, John. I I mean, and when I was growing up in my house. Well, we'll talk about it with with Norman. We have the original lead singer tonight from uh, the Rob Roy's, Norman Fox. He still sounds fantastic. You should friend him on Facebook. He does these little impromptu performances, especially during the virus right now. And it it is a nice treat. And also, uh, we have singer-songwriter Henry Gross. If you guys don't remember, again, the name, but you will remember the song. And the song was Shannon. Uh, or vice versa again. So, uh, and that's another one of my favorite tunes. So, uh, let's get started, Johnny Boy. What do you say? Let's say thank you to our sponsors, the High, the High Barn Bistro in Garfield, New Jersey, Precious Memory Video in Kittensville, Pennsylvania, KWV Wine, South Africa, and Tease for the Times in Clifton, New Jersey. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Mr. Norman Fox, are you on the line, honey? I sure am. How are you tonight? I'm hey, Norman. Good. How are you, John? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Well, I'm I'm enjoying your uh, performances on Facebook. Thank you so much. Well, it's been great because I felt that I wanted to do something, and uh, during this crazy period of time, um, it was it was just a nice thing to do. And I got a lot of accolades and and a lot of correspondence from people who really enjoyed it, and it so it made my day a little bit. It made these crazy right. days a little picked more comfortable. Yeah, it picked you up. Well, that's what I yeah. said to myself. I think I need to do something, too. And I've, I've had a couple of songs going in my head since this started, like parodies and stuff. I actually was writing a song about it, and I couldn't sing it. My, my voice, I just couldn't sing it, so I, I put it to the side. 
But there's so many parodies I wanted to do, and I'm like, ah. But I could use a pick-me-up singing, you know, makes you feel good, you know. You know, normally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's what I think I need. I need a pick-me-up. Maybe I'll do that over the weekend. I need, I need to get a song out. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming tonight. I appreciate it so much. And I can't, I can't tell you how much your music meant to me growing up. In my house, you're, you're an East Coast guy, right? I am. I was born in the Bronx, and then I lived in Manhattan most of my life. I moved out here to Los Angeles about 12 years ago, and uh, I, love, I love it out here. I love mm. coming back to New York, but I don't know whether I want to live there anymore. The weather's too good out here. Yeah, you get used to it, right? <laughs> I know. But, uh, yeah, well, growing up for me in my, in my house, I don't even know how old I was. I, I mean, but in my house, constantly blaring was Cousin Brucie. Oh, my God, the, the doo-wop Saturday night. I can't remember it, but, oh, my God. And your song just always resonated with me. I never forgot it. And you, you got... You guys were like the best doo-wop, and you were so underrated. I don't know what happened. Because, I mean, tell me why it was so great. And you guys were fantastic. Not only that, you guys were also like one of the first interracial bands for that time. So yeah, we absolutely were. Um, were, uh, were you the first? You know, were, were you one of the first, or, or were you one we, of the we were We were actually the first. And then a couple of weeks later, the Dell Vikings came out. They were also a mixed group. Right. Uh, but we were, we were the first. And, um, you know, uh, it was a very interesting situation um, because we played a lot of the, the record hops around New York. Um, mm. I don't know whether you remember Jocko Henderson. Um, we did his record hop at the Sunnyside Gardens. And, um, you know, everybody thought that I was black because I sounded black. And, mm. um, and they, you know, they, they came out and, and we were an interracial group. And it was uh, a very interesting situation. And not even uh, were you an interracial group, but uh, a, a Jewish boys and black boys. How did that happen in that era? That's crazy, but I, I'm fabulous. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. Back then, you know, it was, it was different. You know, yeah, music was it, different. It, it, you know, with mu- music yeah. was separated. You know, absolutely, it it, it certainly was. But you know, uh, Alan, Alan Freed yeah. was the first disc jockey who played this kind of music, and we idolized Alan Freed. And I used to listen to his radio show every night. I think he was about he was an hour on W uh, um, INS Radio, yeah. and so he basically was the, the guy that brought everything together. And, um, you know, later on, I found out that he was my neighbor. He actually lived in my apartment building. Yeah, no, and, no, no. yeah it was in the Bronx, in Riverdale. Yeah, and, so uh, and I was friendly with his, him and his daughter. Not so much friendly with him, but with his family. And um, it, was, it was a very interesting time and an interesting situation, but it was the beginning of, he was the beginning of the music. He, he coined the term rock and roll music. Now, right, right. That's got to be unbelievable. <laughs> now, wait, you, you lived in the same building as Alan Freed before Alan Freed blew up and you blew up, or was he no, already no. getting? I, he, he moved into the building 
when he was a major a superstar. Oh, okay. Um, and okay. I, yeah, I didn't realize it, but then he he was my neighbor, and it was great. Wow, wow. How old were you when when that was going on? I would say I was about sixteen. Right, because you started you you started the band around sixteen, no? Am I, am we I wrong? started we started the band in high school at sixteen. Uh, we went to Dewitt Clinton High School in the Bronx, and um, we were trying to emulate the uh, the great groups that we heard on his show. You know, like the Moonglows and the Cadillacs mm. and mm. all of those guys and Chuck Berry and I mean, but the the group harmony, the cleft tones. Those were the guys that we were trying to emulate. And uh, so we would go into the boys' bathroom where there was an echo, and we nice. would start singing. The quintessential doo-wop movie band group singing in the boys' room because of the acoustics. Isn't that crazy? That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And then, we, you know, we, we never cared about, we were only looking for the voices. And all right. the groups we were trying to emulate were uh, were black groups, so yeah. uh, we didn't care. We picked up the voices, and I I really over the years thought that the Rob Roy's had really some sophisticated, very very great harmony. They were just oh, great. Yeah. fabulous. Hey Thank Norman, you. I got a question. I got a question for you. Um, yeah, I know that that harmonies are very difficult to uh, sing, especially, you know, you have so many people singing different parts. How did you guys learn it, or did it come natural to you guys? Was it easy, or did it, it something you had to work at? Well, you know, we worked at it pretty hard. There were, there were uh, none of us, uh, it didn't come natural to any of us in terms of the harmonies, but we, we seemed to, to be natural in the sense that we would copy the groups that we loved. I mean, we would copy the Cleftones and we would copy the Cadillacs and and groups along those lines. And and so when we copied them, it it went into line. We used to go one step up and one step above. It was amateurish, but we finally learned how to do it. And then we interviewed for guys who could do it better than other guys that we had interviewed previously. And that's how we got grouped together. Wow. That's how you met all these people, uh, because where where did the other guys all come from? Well, the two the two uh, black guys came from Harlem. They lived in Harlem. And the three white guys, including myself, we came from the Riverdale section of the Bronx. So mm-hmm. we met in high school, and uh, we all went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great. We used to, we used to practice... Uh, in Riverdale, we used to also practice in Harlem, and uh, it was great down there. I mean, we got a great reception. We used to go to the Apollo all the time. It was just wonderful. Nice, nice. And I wonder if you would have gotten Apollo if you guys didn't have the interracial thing going on at the time. Did they do uh, regular doo-wop bands at the Apollo at the time? Yeah, it was great. We actually tried out. We 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 did amateur night in Harlem, and mm. uh, and, and we, we we actually performed on the stage at the Apollo. I don't know how good we were, but in those days, you know, if you weren't good, they gave did you, you get the hook. Sandman? Did you get Sandman? <laughs> right. They gave did you, Sandman, you, did Sandman it, come out? That's right. 
It, and he well, didn't come out for us, but we got Well, there lucky. you go. Very good. You didn't get the hook, and you didn't get Sandman. Good. Right, right. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So now, oh, I wanted to ask you, uh, now you're like around 16 around this time, right, you said? Yeah, about 16, 17 years old. The record came out when we were 17, yeah, in, in, in 1957. So now, in that now you're underage. This is your band. You want to form this band. You're underage. What made you come up with the name Rob Roy's, the name of a drink? I mean, what made you come up, you know, with the name of a drink when you can't even drink, to be honest, right? <laughs> you know, you, you know that we were Jewish, so we used to go to a lot of bar mitzvahs. Oh, and, uh, okay. And they used to have Rob Roy's out on the table. That was the drink of the time. And so, uh, you know, kids like to fool around and test these drinks. So we tested the Rob Roy, and we liked the name. So that's how we, uh, we, we got the name. We were originally the Velvet Tones before we became the Rob Roy. Mm. Oh, I saw, we, some, I, I saw something that you guys were the Temptations at once. Were you the no, Temptations? No, we, that's, that's not correct. That's not correct. Oh, we yeah, because I saw that somewhere, and I didn't know if it was true or not. Yeah, somebody, somebody told me that, <laughs> but it's not true. Because <laughs> mm. I was going to so ask anyway, you if you were the drifters before the drifters. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. But anyway, we were, we, we, the record company did not like the name The Velvet Tones because there were too many tones around. He wanted us to change the name. So we came up with the name of the Rob Roy's, and they liked that, and so that's the one that stuck. Wow. So then here you go. You got a hit song with Tell Me Why. You start doing the the road shows. Did you do – who was doing the shows at the time? Alan Freed, I guess? Yeah, it was Alan Freed and Murray the K. Murray the K. Sacco Henderson and uh, – that's basically the, the you know the people in our area that were doing the shows, and then we did a couple of other little things around just outside of New York. But uh, yeah, we couldn't work in clubs because we weren't old enough. Right, right. Was that everybody was underage or just you? Every everybody was underage. Yes. And these boys were coming from Harlem, underage, and I, they were okay to come over here. Yeah. Oh they, no, they you, I'm sorry. I'm thinking you're in Jersey because. We spoke about Jersey the other night. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. You were in Bronx, so it wasn't that bad. Okay, we, it wasn't. It wasn't we a were, we were, Yeah, we were in the Bronx. We were in the yeah. Bronx. Yeah. Right, and then and then uh, you wound up getting some uh, different uh, people kept coming in. You had a little bit of a revolving door. What was going on there with different members? Well, what happened was that you know over the years. Um, you know, guys fell out, people moved away. Um, you know, we 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 made a, uh, uh, some records for Backbeat in Texas. We made some records for Capitol in New York, and um, and then I went into the army, and you know, do up the kind of music that we were playing, which was the original rock and roll, started to go downhill when the when the Beatles came in and then the Elf situation. So we we started drifting away, and it wasn't until the revival period, um, about 10 years later, when uh, Gus Gossett uh, put on the first uh, revival show at Hunter College Auditorium, 
that this music started to come back for the people who enjoyed it all along. Mm. So went into different things, and other people, and people left the group. We had to get new people in. So that's nice. why there's a revolving door. We got we have a lot of people over the years that were Rob Royce. Right, right, and yeah, and you had um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Les Levine from the Dell Vikings. Uh, he went he went we, on to the Dell Vikings, right? And I right. love the Dell Vikings. Yes, that's correct. We had everything. I think we had a lot of people. I mean, over the years, a lot of people sang with the Rob Royce. Mm. So okay, so. Uh, sadly and unfortunately, this music somewhat dies for that era. What do you guys do then? You, you, you retire, you come back, or you, what, what, what do you guys do uh, yeah. from there? I know you're, well, you're performing now, but what happened after, you know, what, like you said, when, well, everybody, when Rock and Roll came in? Yeah, everybody went into different things. Um, uh, one of the guys, uh, Bob Trotman, uh, he became a motorman. For the New York Transit Authority, oh, uh, wow. Bob, Bob Sarah uh, became an accountant. Uh, I went into the clothing business, mm. um, and and you know, uh, Buzzy Hellfan opened up a marina in in uh, Long Island in Montauk, mm. and everybody went into something different. Right, but then you guys got back together again. What when no, did you guys ever? But you put the band, you you, you put something together, you put a band together, a group. Well, we we always put together, we always found a way to put together a group, and we always found a way to perform when there were shows around and people wanted us to perform in them. So that's what we've done over the years, and uh, it's actually more fun now than it ever was before, as far as I'm concerned. Right, so now you put the band, you put a group together now, and, and you're singing now, right? I mean, you're out there performing Correct. now. Correct, correct, right. absolutely. Well, before the world stopped, uh, what did you have coming up? Well, we we, we had uh, uh, shows in Las Vegas. We oh, had wow. shows in, in in New York. We Actually, we just got, we just got off a cruise uh, maybe ten days before the the uh, all these cruises shut down because of the virus, we went to Mexico and um, so we performed on that cruise. And um, yeah, we we had uh, we had a number of things planned that are not going to come through, and I don't know what's going to be going forward with the you know, with the, with the seating that's going to be uh, changed to accommodate. The social distancing. Uh, people are going to be, have to be sitting two and three seats apart in the theater, mm. and I don't know whether it's going to be cost effective for right. these promoters to be able tickets. to put together. Yeah, less ticket sales because you can't fill all the seats. Correct. Correct. There's a lot, of, lot of things that are going to go into play with with uh, with entertainment events, sports. Yeah, and all well, that. I, you know, I have confidence that. You know, some way, somehow, uh, we will work it out. You know, human beings are pretty smart people, and they find a way to accommodate the things that they want to do. And so I think that there will be a lot of changes, a lot of new things, and um, and, and to me it's exciting. I've always been an adventurer, so I, I don't know where it's going, 
but I'm interested to find out where. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. That's good. <laughs> well, hey, you wouldn't be where you where you are and where you started if you didn't have that attitude, right? That's correct. And right. I'm still going forward. You know, I'm an old guy, but I still have new things. And 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 this thing, uh, this situation that we're in with the coronavirus, has given me a lot of time at home. I'm starting to write new music, Good. and it's very exciting. Very exciting for me. Right, right. I know. I, I'm disappointed. I thought with this time I could be a little more creative myself, but I'm I'm working from home and it's not good. <laughs> I'm working well, listen, harder. <laughs> I was telling yeah. John, I, I'm working harder from home than I did at the office. It's killing me. <laughs> right. But listen, you're creative with your radio show, and that's that's a great way to be creative. Yes, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun, you know, but uh, – so, no, any new music coming from you, Norman? You guys yeah, working on anything? Yeah, with I'm writing, going, as I writing, said, I'm, I'm putting together. Now, I'm writing, so I'm going to put right. together some new songs, maybe three or four, and then we'll start rehearsing them, and then we'll put them out there, and we'll let you be the oh. first to. Uh, <laughs> I'll let oh, you be yeah. the first to see if they're any good. Oh, no, send them over. We'll have you on. We'll release it here for you. Sure, we'll play it for you on the air. Absolutely. And then yeah, I, wrote, yeah. I, I, wrote, I wrote a song. I have to tell you something which I think you'll enjoy. Mm. My wife, my, my new wife, I'm a widower, and I got married about three years ago out here mm. in California. And so my new wife asked me to write her a love song. Okay. And so I was racking my brain and racking my brain, and I wrote her a love song, and I think it's terrific, except that it's a done me wrong song, and she's not too happy with it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's not nice, Norman. <laughs> but I'll, but you guys, you guys will like it. I'll send it to you, and I think cool. you'll like it. It's fun. Yeah, email, you have my email address, right? I do. I do. Good. Well, if anybody ever wants to email us, they can get us at magicalmusicent at AOL.com. And uh, we'd be happy to answer your emails. And you know, is it, So how can folks get in touch with you? I know you'd love to have more people listen to your Facebook uh, appearances. I'm loving them. Great. I'm glad you do. Um, I have a website and they can go to Norman Fox and the Rob com, and they can go on the website and write to me and uh, I'll write them back and uh, we'll see what the, everybody's got on their mind. It'll be a lot of fun. Mm. Nice. Nice. You know, what's funny. I was listening. Uh, I haven't heard tell me why in a quite a long time. And when I heard it, I, you know, it, like I said, it brought me back. And I, I listened to it a couple times because I love it so much. Did you ever think of taking that song uh, to a studio, Norman, and telling them to remix it and put some nice uh, drums behind that and, and make that a little upbeat a little bit? You might get a resurgence with that, I think. I, I'm, feeling it. I'm, sorry. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. That's, that's the only okay. reason I'm feeling it. If, 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 you, if you're feeling it, I'll certainly give it a shot. I think you should. I mean, I I think it would really, it, it'd be it would it, it would be a little more current, you know. And and who right. knows? More new, more people, new people may like it, you know. If you play it that way, 
Absolutely. I'll try. You know? Yeah, I, I hear it. I don't know if you hear it, but I hear it. I hear okay. it. Okay. Well, we got good ears. <laughs> we'll try it. I hear it. So, uh, so okay, what, when's your next song on Facebook? And, and people can always friend you on Facebook, right? They can. Yeah, we have yeah. a lot of friends, and they can face me. I'm going to put out a song uh, between tomorrow and Thursday, maybe one or two songs on Facebook. And uh, and so we'll keep it rolling. Nice, nice. Well, oh, I want to say thank you to my long-lost cousin, Eileen Mayo, for hooking us up because uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Me too, and I want to thank I- I- Eileen as well. She's a terrific lady. Yeah, she's my long-lost cousin, you know. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we didn't know. We didn't know. We still don't know. We met on Facebook, <laughs> and we think we're cousins. Uh, she's checking it out. <laughs> That's She's terrific. checking it out. So I, it, she could be. She knows a lot of people that I know over here. So I don't know. Could be. So, but anyway, sir, um, Johnny Boy, anything for Norman? No, I just want to tell Norman how much I enjoy his music and I want to hear some new stuff. Yeah, send okay, it over, great. right? Send All it right, over. You, you love it. Yeah, we'll, well, Norman, we'll send it over to you. Thank you so much for coming on And you brought back a lot of memories For me tonight And I appreciate it And I'm looking forward to more songs on Facebook Check it out folks Norman Fox on Facebook Friend him He will love to be your friend Because he's such a sweetheart And uh, Norman keep in touch You let us know uh, about this uh, song You want to send over About your wife being so mean to you No wonder she's mad at you. (laughs) Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Norman. Thank you so much, Norman. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Now, have you seen his performances on Facebook? No, I just friended him now, so hopefully he'll um, friend me back and then I'll check it out tomorrow. Yeah, and he sings everybody's songs, not just his. You know, he's he did Kenny great. Rogers the Kenny Rogers the other day. Um, he did a tribute for Bobby Darren because it was his birthday. Uh, oh, I think God. I did see that one. I, yeah, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, That's so great. it sounds really good. But yeah, no, it's funny that song. It it just reminded me so much of being my mother at the kitchen sink with CBS playing. And uh, my brother at the table, and me in the living room listening and dancing, and nobody knowing it, you know. So, it, and I loved it. It was just, I just can't explain it. And Shannon, you, you know the song Shannon John, right? Oh yes, of course. Yep. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think anyone doesn't know that one. It, it was just like it, the, uh, one of the most popular ones in the seventies. I and. I always put my dog's names in the place of Shannon. <laughs> like my and every time I would sing it that way, it would make me cry. So, you yeah. know, but uh, yeah, but it's a oh, sad song. It is, it is, it is. It's a lot behind it too, which is crazy. So, so what's going on, Johnny Boy? What do we got going on for the weekend? Uh, uh, not that much. Maybe I'll sew some masks together. You know. Um, I'm trying to develop some kind of sonar device that we can put on our heads that we can measure the distance between the people so we don't overstep our boundaries. Yeah, I may put that for sale. <laughs> I was thinking of, um, so you put it around your head like a band, and then it's got mm-hmm. wires, very thin wire, 
uh, spreading out, and you hook it around a hula hoop. That's well, the hula hoop was my next thought. I was saying we should just, you know, make them just a little bit bigger, you know, and then have them, yeah. everyone you know, get a free hula hoop when they go to the store. That's where they could uh, walk down the, the special aisle. I went to BJ's the other day, and I got so oh. paranoid I was gonna, uh, walking down the wrong aisle, you know, with the following the arrows. And there was one aisle where the arrow kind of just stopped. It was like, oh, Christ, which way do I go? You know, so <laughs> it's just weird having the arrows and, you know, uh, people, you know, a plexiglass barriers between everybody and God forbid you walk down someone, they stop immediately, and they uh, <laughs> they wave you to pass by, or they run out of your way to keep that distance. So I it's, pretty, it's pretty I funny. I know. Do you hear the one uh, I used to? I used to cough to hide a fart. Now I fart to hide a cough. cough. Is that it? Did I say it right? Did I say I it have, right? I haven't heard that one. <laughs> That's <laughs> interesting. I, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I don't know if I said it right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, I was just uh, thinking about the same. When this all started, I had like 50 million uh, parodies in my head, and uh, I actually did write a song for it, and I couldn't sing it. My I, my voice wouldn't give it to me, so I was very depressed by it. I got a little depressed, you know. It's, you know what I mean, John. You know, I love yeah. my voice, and it sucks so bad. I hate it. I hate it. Well, after unpacking all my CDs, I, I told you I found my whole collection of Joanne Barton CDs, and I've been listening to them, and I really enjoy them. I really like it. Uh, I mean, the music is absolutely fantastic. It's just yeah, really, really good. I did work with some great guys. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah, it's, you know, I, the harmonies were good. Yeah. Well, that's me and the harmonies, too, you know. Yeah, well, I could hear it. You could hear the same voice, and it sounds really nice. It's just yeah. really, really nice. Anyway, but the band yeah, you had so... was fantastic. I thought the band mm-hmm. was really hot. You know, really good musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mind me. I'm a little down today, I guess, because of that reason, because I've been wanting to sing for the last, like, two weeks, and, I, you know, I can't. So, but uh, anyway, so we're waiting for Mr. Henry Gross. And, uh, oh, oh, John, you know what I'd like to do if we could, could we play, a, not right now, um, a little bit of Shannon up till the chorus, till the chorus, the first chorus is over? Either, yeah, we can get to the first chorus and then we can stop it because we can't really control where we start or stop it, you know, it's just going to play. Right, that's I mean, can we stop it? That's what I meant. Can we play it, stop it after the chorus? Yeah, cool? yeah, we could do oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Just, just but there, there was a one, one. One song, Joanne, that you do, uh, the Clara Bow song. I love the way you go, it's time to go, Clara Bow. <laughs> time to go, Clara Bow. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was reading the title and I wrote the song. I wasn't happy about it, okay? It's not, I definitely would have never written anything like that. Who played who the played keyboards it? in that? Because that was really great. I mean, that was Rich Bettencourt. He was a phenomenal musician. Uh, which, whatever album you're talking about, I don't know which one the name is, but he played every single instrument on that album. He was just so and, amazing. And the poor thing. What about he, the song uh, Plymouth? Who played everything? On, did he play everything on that song? 
We absolutely did. So it's that album. Okay. Wow. Which album is that? Yeah. Which album is that with Plymouth on it? Oh I forgot, God. Joanne. Oh, I don't need, no, I'm thinking to myself. Sorry. I'm do I'm 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 thinking about Lysol disinfecting. Sorry, hold on. I'm I'm thinking out loud. Hold on. I'm being You're not drinking it, are you? <laughs> no, not today. No, I'm good. I got yeah. my water. You know, I live on that. But um <laughs> yeah, uh Rich played everything on that whole whole album. And the poor thing he passed yeah. away. He uh was coming home from a Yankees game and him and his wife got instantly killed by a tractor trailer. Uh, I was devastated oh. to know to know that I didn't know upset me so much. You have no idea. I was I, yeah. I oh. you know, so no very talented guy. We worked so great together too. Oh my God. We, you know Yeah, he was fantastic. He was yeah, I'd come in, I'd give him a melody, the lyrics, sing the lyrics, give him a beat to the, you know, drum track, and damn, he was on it, you know? You know what song but I'm really, think... really liking a lot? I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. a merry-go-round, how it, it starts so slow, and then it has that real, like, um, you know, tempo change in there. Um, well, you it's know, upbeat, and I, it goes back. I actually enjoyed singing and writing that one. I really did. That's a, and that's a good I wrote, song. And and I didn't like the change so much, the sound of the change, but I liked the change. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, I, I mean, it grows on you after a while, and then, then you appreciate yeah. it because it, the the bass guitar in there is really fantastic. Uh, yeah, is that Rich it. playing the bass? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's playing everything. Mr. Gross, where are you, sir? Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Let me give Mr. Gross a call. Do I have his number? No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but... Uh, but in oh, the meantime, why don't you tell us who's coming on on uh, Sunday? Well, I can't because... You can't. I don't it's a surprise. Have... Well, it's not a surprise. <laughs> it's, I was going to say, we're going to be like totally... I like that we have fabulous variety. This is going a little bit out of our realm, which is cool, and I want to do more of it. Uh, it's it's uh, oh god, Kareem Baptiste. He's known as Reem, and he's I don't have all the information in front of me, Johnny Boy, but it's going to be an interesting. But we do have some other great guests coming up, uh, but I can't read them and call Henry at the same time, so. All right, let me tell you Henry's number. It's. Uh... <laughs> well, I'm also. I want to tell everybody that I'm, I, I've been getting a lot of calls and emails about my uh, psychic ability. So I will be doing special readings for people if they're interested, uh, for free. You know, to uh, give them some hope, and you know, during this horrible time. So if they're interested, just uh, email the show, and I can get back to you and give you a special uh, psychic reading. Because I went over such a big hit the other day with my readings, right, Joanne? I couldn't wait for uh, our friend to, to call up Artie. I was going, Artie, where are you, Artie? Johnny Boy, Did we lose Joanne? No, no. I, I hear you now. Uh, I was calling Henry, honey. I'm sorry. I told you I was calling Henry. Oh, oh I'm that's sorry. Cool. Did you reach, I, I didn't, I didn't Did you reach Henry? Yeah, of course. Well, oh, cool. John and I, well, John, I guess I'm tired of hearing me. So I want to say <laughs> that we have on the phone 
Mr. Henry Gross. He is hey, Henry. a songwriter. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, and I didn't know you were an actor as well, so that is cool. But well, uh, I'm pretending. I'm gonna. I'm such a good actor. I'm gonna pretend that I'm not a chowderhead for <laughs> for being late. We have to watch out, Don. He's he's from uh, Brooklyn, I think. Right, Brooklyn, it is. Yeah. Oh. You got. You, yeah. You see, she she's got a problem with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what she's doing, but she's got a problem. Well, I'm, a, from, I'm from Brooklyn from Bro- too. Well, I'm the from Borough Park, Brooklyn. Two, two <laughs> ball busters, the both of you. He's been, Henry has been such a ball buster. It's a, but it's, I, but know, I love it. He's hysterical. It's a responsibility, you know, carrying the uh, carrying the angst for the for the American public. Oh, but I, God. but I, I wear it. I wear it like a glove. Good for you. How are you tonight, honey? I'm better than no friend at all. <laughs> I told you he's a ball buster. I'm telling you, he's something. <laughs> I'm telling you. But uh, so everything's good, Henry. You good, honey? Everything is good. Um, I had a very funny conversation last night. I, I actually, it's not a conversation. I, Peter Noon, you know, that does from Hermes Hermits. Yeah. I, I do. I do this show with him once a year. We have a great time, and and I sent him my new CD. Mm. And so he he does this thing where he talks to his. He gets notes from his fans on Facebook every day. And so I wrote to him, and he was very funny. He even took the mickey out of me, which was very funny. And I I put it up on my Facebook page. So it was fun. So what's the story? You said it was a funny I had some uh, some funny story to tell you. And then well, you, you, no, oh, it's you, on Facebook. You want funny stories? I'll tell you funny stories. Don't worry about that. You know, I went to my doctor. <laughs> my doctor yeah. told me, he says, Henry, you got... Yeah, I'm telling my doctor. Says, I'm telling Henry, you got to stop playing with yourself. I said, why? He said, because I'm trying to examine you. Here, you want stories? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm telling you, it's tough out there. No, I mean, I'm all right now, but last, yesterday I was in rough shape. So, <laughs> so what are we doing here? When are, when are we doing this? Are we on? Yes, of course we're on. I'm listening oh, to your well, story. You don't tell me. You know, um, I've never told those ribald stories like oh, that. Oh, stop. No. I was I was looking forward to them. I'm sure everybody was looking forward uh, to them. So, Henry. If I tell a few more, you'll have no listeners but us. All right. Oh, well, that's not true. That's not true. Henry, I, I did not know that you were one of the founders of Sha Na Na. That is so cool. I had no idea. Did you do that first before anything? Or when did what did you do? No, well, I was playing music since I was, uh, well, I started when I was 13. Oh, wow. Playing, um, playing some, you know, crazy places in Brooklyn that John might remember. Did you remember the, the album All Towers had a dance hall upstairs? Uh, and there was the no. Terrace. And there were, oh, there were all these clubs, you know, they and they were rough clubs, but they were great, fun um, places all over Brooklyn that I played. And uh, I was with a band, and we played the New Jersey Pavilion at the World's Fair when I was 13. <laughs> wow. And uh, played there a bunch of, a bunch of days, yeah. And we had a little uh, four guys, and we we were pretty we were pretty good for little little kids. And then I played over the summers in the Catskill Mountains while I was doing school and all that. Mm. I'd play uh, hotels up in the Catskills, you know, and bungalow colonies and such things. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was in a band with you know always in bands in high school. And one of the guys in, that I was in a band with for years went to. Uh, Columbia University. I was at Brooklyn College, mm-hmm. and he was in the, that glee club called the Columbia Kingsmen. 
Mm. And they did a, they did one of their little mini concerts, and they did uh, they did an oldie they did the Diamonds version of Little Darling, the uh, the later yeah. version, not the original by the Gladiolas. Mm. Mm. And so they and apparently I wasn't there, but you know, three of the guys that I was in this band with uh, that were we're in, we were in a group and we were playing all these clubs in Greenwich Village. You know, um, just if you name the Gaslight to this one, you know, Folk City. We were playing all these, and we the name of the group was Orogeny. Oh wow! And these were very educated guys. Orogeny, mm. as it turns out, is the forming of the of a crust on the Earth following an earthquake. Oh, Definitely wow. not the name that that emerged from my experience at Brooklyn College. Mm. So um, we were doing this. And they, they did this oldie, and the reaction was tremendous. Actually, yeah. two of the three guys in the group were in the Kingsman, Civil Low Library at Columbia. And they thought, like this show, you know, the show had a couple hundred people. They thought maybe, you know, four or 500 people would show up. It was a beautiful night. And uh, about five 6,000 people showed up. It was, the whole place was like, like wow. a little Woodstock. Mm. And when the band took the stage, the people went ballistic. Wow. And so I was in the audience. And I saw it, and the next day they said, uh, hey, man, you you know, you want to play in the band? And I said, yep. <laughs> and, we put it, and then the brother of one of the guys, uh, a guy called George Leonard, really saw the show, the first one where they did the one oldie, mm. and had this brainstorm to put it together. It was really the idea, not the name, but, but the idea of a guy called right. George Leonard. Wow. And the guy, who, the guy who managed us was from Columbia, his name was Ed, Ed Goodgold, and while he while Ed was at Columbia, he and a, and a classmate of his called Dan Karlinski mm. started the trivia crazes and wrote all those books, trivia, trivia, and more trivia, you know, which was a big deal at that time in the sixties. Wow, you know, I, I, I you know thought... where did, the questions of trivia were like what what where did Ralph Cramden drive his bus? You know, questions like that. Of course, the answer is Madison Avenue. But, right. you know, these are the type of questions that were in trivia. Right. Well, Sean, I was great. Yeah, they were great. Well, I mean, they well, were on point. I know. They were on point. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure they once still are, year, you know. Yeah, once a year I do a show uh, with for a couple. Actually, this year I think I did two or three of them with Bowser's Rock and Roll Show. And mm-hmm. we had Johnny Quintardo in the band. Johnny was one of the guys in Sean and I could a later member of Shana who was on the TV show that, you know, he just sings great, Johnny. He always yeah. did and he still does. And he's a great guy. And Bowser's a fantastic musician. I and mean, people don't realize he's a trained Juilliard classical musician. Right, right. So, you know, when he plays Runaway, he gets all the notes right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's fantastic. So we have a good show every year, and Peter Noon's usually on the show. Cool. And he made a comment last night about... Um, he said the drummer from uh, mm-hmm. Bill Haley and the Comets, the original band, mm. he, he made a joke that he walked me on stage. It was kind of an inside joke. The guy was, um, he was referring to Dick Richards, who passed away. I think he was about 95 years old. He, was, he actually played the show when he was like 94 or something. He was incredible. He really played great. Wow. A little loose, but amazing for a guy his mm. age. And, and he was a very wonderful guy. So anyway, right. that's who he was referring to. But anyhow, back to the real world. <laughs> I, I well, I I loved Sean on all. They were great, and the show was cool too. Were you on the show? The the actual no, uh, no, the, left, the variety show. You left already. You had already left. Yeah, I left right away in the beginning. I was at Woodstock, 
I was watching Jimi Hendrix, who I knew pretty well. I was going to ask you if you played at Woodstock because you did the 50th anniversary. Did you? Were you at the original? No, the 50th anniversary I had nothing to do with. I don't know anything about oh, that. But, says, but, you know, it, says it didn't happen. The show didn't happen. I know. It says, two, it says you were celebrating the 50th anniversary. Oh, right. It didn't. Oh, oh, oh there were a lot of shows. I, I did a couple of hippie, hippie fest shows, and I did, you know, people booked me because, you know, Santana gets a million dollars, and I get 10 bucks, so I was booked every day, you know. <laughs> but I know. Were you at the original Woodstock is what I'm asking. Yeah, I was the youngest person to play there. Wow. I was, I See, I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's why I wanted to ask you because it's yeah, the anniversary. Yeah. Wow. How, how was and the crowd? So, how was the crowd when you were there? Were, did they, were they receptive? The crowd was, was subdued. No, no, I'm just saying, were they receptive to you there, or were they pretty oh, much, yeah. you know, wasted, you, you know? It, whoever was left was completely stunned by it. I mean, it was like it hit them like a freight train. They weren't expecting right. it. Right, right. You right. know, that was the thing. At that point, Sean, when I liked Sean enough for me, was when it was shocking everyone. Once people started to come dressed, the girls with the poodle skirts and the guys greased up like the band, I thought, I mean, I, I, basically, I could describe it. It was like being in the Rocky Horror Show, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and which is great. It was a great show. But yeah. I watched Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock, and I, and I, he was playing, and I thought to myself, this guy is playing music only he can make, and I want to make music only I can make. And, it, right. and your life is now or never. You right. know, you, when you stay with something that you really – not feeling your potential in, you will never realize it. <laughs> so right now, how did so you was, how, uh, how did you and Carl Wilson come together? Well, when I left Sean, uh, first I went looking for a record deal, but the first thing I needed was songs. So I spent the next year playing every dingy dive I could find and trying to write songs. And when I got a bunch of them together, I uh, went and played, I met a, a lawyer, actually, a guy, he's, a, he's no longer with us, his name is Robert Wax, uh-huh. and someone introduced me to him, and he, he eventually went on, not only to help me with my career, but he discovered Eddie Murphy and got him on Saturday Night Live and managed him through oh, the wow. first 10 movies, he mm-hmm. discovered Arsenio Hall, wow. Eddie Griffin, Gordy Brown, the impressionist in mm-hmm. Vegas, I mean, this guy's phenomenal, Bob, Bob was a genius, anyway, he managed uh, Eddie later on after we after i had my success but anyway he got me a record deal brought me to a guy that was in the in the artist and repertoire department at abc records dunville you know and, and uh, a new york representative and i remember i played for him he's a great guy he's still a friend of mine today and he said to me you got a couple of really good songs here could be hits but you know you i'm going to sign you because you've got the greatest jokes so once again, the jokes came through for me. So I was killing it's the Brooklyn. It's the Brooklyn thing. It's that Brooklyn thing. Yeah, and he was from he was from Long Island. You know, he had never uh. heard he had never heard the type of the type of comedy I was rolling at him. Uh. And so you know, they so signed me, and the, the, you know, we we made I made a, a pretty good album with some amazing musicians. The late from the LA Express, Jim Keltner played the drums. Wow. Um, the great Jesse a- Ed Davis was going to be on a session, but something happened that it didn't work out mm. at the last minute. And uh, I had Paul Harris on piano, who played on Against the Wind for Bob Seger. We had a bunch of great musicians, and it was pretty quick. I mean, the record didn't, didn't we did, you know, we did one or two takes, mm. you know, and, and that was that. And, and so the record came out, and as I say, it went lead. You know, it didn't come so gold. <laughs> it went but, lead. But, you know, I like yeah. that. It, I like that. It went lead. <laughs> in, 
in fact, I believe that possession of that record is a felony in some states. <laughs> but um, but I actually so then I looked for another record deal and I uh, found Cashman and West who were producing Jim Croce and they liked what I did so I signed with them and they got me signed to A and M Records and I did uh, the first album I I did for A and M was this we called it the Yellow Album it just said Henry Gross and there was a pretty big regional hit around the country in about ten different eight ten different cities it went in the top five and the song was called Simone very oh, yeah, very yeah. successful. Mm-hmm. That song, and I was really, really proud of it. And there was another one called "Come On, Say It," that was this, you know, Pete Fornatelle played it to death oh, on wow. WNEW, mm-hmm. and he was a dear friend. And you know, Dennis Elsus would play it, and Dave yep. Hammond, you know, and sometimes yep, Scott yep. Muni. And so I had a good, a good run with that record. And then I made an album called "Plug Me Into Something" that sold, you know, four hundred some odd thousand records. It was pretty popular, and people still write to me all the time. Of, about it and order copies of it. I have a few copies left. I had that, that uh, I got some CDs. I don't own these records, so uh, I was mm-hmm. lucky to get uh, Universal and Cashman and West and let what, me get a few copies. What, and so, what, uh, what was it like? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in. Um, what was it like no, sure. working with Jim Croce? Well, I didn't work with Jim Croce. Cashman I, thought you, West, I thought you played on a couple of his uh, songs. Yeah, yeah no? I played on some of his songs, but, but he wasn't there. He was on the road. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I overdubbed on, on a yeah. few tracks. I don't, right. you know, I think, I think working at the car wash blues, maybe five short minutes, eleven. And, and you know, get, I, I love, I love Jim Croce. In fact, his son AJ is one of my closest friends. Oh wow! You didn't get to meet him though, personally, or you... I met, I met him one time, very briefly, at a club mm-hmm. called Paul's Mall in Boston. Oh wow! Um, and I met him very briefly, but I wouldn't say I knew him. I would yeah, say I was, like in, very, you know, we, like we were introduced very... and he, we were kind of introduced, talked for a minute and gone, you know. Yeah, he seemed like a very he, relaxed guy, you know, very laid back. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I just know right. that I, uh, you know, I knew Maury Mulehausen a little better because I spent, I was up in Cashman West's office one day and Maury, a Jim's guitar player who was the genius playing on Operator and all that stuff, uh, you know, Maury, was up there and we just kind of hung out together and played guitar for about two, three hours. So wow. Maury, I knew better. Wow. And I'm still, I'm still in touch with his sister, Mary. I mean, it was a tragedy. I mean, it was like the Buddy Holly thing all over. Right. You know? I know. I know. And it's such talent cut short so quickly. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, you know, I, I never get on planes where the pilot has his elbow out the window, you know, <laughs> I try and stay out of that. You know? <laughs> So, well, okay. I try and make light of it only because I love, you know, it's so sad that, you know, how much sad can you take? I know, you know I know. freak out, you know, I so know. you're just like, what's going on now? I mean, what are you going to do, you know? Right, I, I know. I lost my friend John Prime, you know, who oh, John know. was a friend, a good friend of mine. It's just endless. Yeah. You know, you people, you know, like, well, you won't, know. won't go into politics. I know, I know. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you now, okay, we're getting, we're up to Shannon now. You and you and Carl Wilson, how do you guys come up with Shannon? Is the story well, true Carl didn't exactly up with about it. his dog? Or? Yeah, well, Carl didn't, you know, I wrote it. What happened was um, when Plug Me Into Something was out, I did it. Uh, actually, Carl sang on the opening cut of Plug Me Into Something. So when the Yellow album was out, the first of the A&M albums, I started touring with the Beach Boys uh-huh. and did quite a few shows with them. And um, Carl and I became pretty pretty good friends. And I was in L.A. to do something, some midnight special or something. He invited me to his house. Uh-huh. And we were hanging. He had this beautiful spread uh, for lunch, like a nice bunch of... And he had these two big husky dogs. 
Mm. And they jumped up and, and knocked over the table and ate everything. <laughs> and Carl was, he was so nice. He couldn't stop apologizing. I said, don't worry about it, man. I got a crazy Irish setter at home called Shannon. Mm. And when I said that, he, he stopped in his tracks and he said, he had a dog named Shannon he loved very much that was hit by a car and killed only a few weeks before. Oh, wow. So when I got home, that story stuck with me, and I sat sitting on the bed with my Shannon and uh, wrote this thing relatively quickly, and I thought it was great. I sent it out to Carl, hoping the Beach Boys would cut it, mm. because Brian Wilson had been sort of absent at that point. And mm. I thought if ever there was a time they, the Beach Boys might take an outside song, this was the song, and that was the moment. But Brian turned from his slumber to do this album called 15 Big Ones, Hmm. which was a really nice record in its way. It was kind of charming. And so uh, I never heard anything from Carl about the song, so I recorded it, and it, and it blew up around the world. Yeah, definitely. I know, every and time when I, used, when I used to hear it, it, it always made me cry. And I don't know if you saw my post, but I, I mentioned earlier in the show, too. Sorry if you guys have to hear this again. But uh, I always put the name of my pet in the place of Shannon for my lost uh, pet. Yeah, I know? read that. And it, and it always makes me cry when I sing it, and I put my dog's name there, you know. So would you mind well, if we, would you mind if, go ahead, honey, I'm sorry. I was going to ask you if you mind. There's a track on the new CD, because yeah. I, me, me being the dog man that is right now in a little park around the corner from my house with my wife sitting there with three dogs and a cat in a push cart, you know, in a little pram. We, we, <laughs> when we walk, we're guilt-ridden. So we can't leave them alone. We take them with us, oh. and they're they're all we have a bunch of old dogs. So I wrote a song about rescuing an old dog called "The Get Up to Go," and oh. it's on the new CD. And if anybody wants to hear it, you know when I make my records, you know I obviously I sell CDs at my website, but which is great if people want to help me that way. But if a lot of people are out of work, and and it's very hard for a lot of people. But I want everybody to enjoy the music. So I just put it up wherever it's free anyway. It doesn't matter. It's, right. Some people buy it. It's like they're buying me a drink, you know, right. $15 for the CD. There's 17 songs. I'm not getting rich, and most people won't be getting poor. But, right. if, if, I, you know, every little bit helps because I've lost all my share. Right. You know? every, I know but, everybody. But I the know. fact is all the songs are available online. Right. So they're oh. on YouTube. They're on, they're on Spotify and wherever else people put their music up for free consumption. And they're also available at iTunes and CD Baby if you want to buy the downloads, which is the way to go. And it's ten dollars for seventeen songs. So I'm just cool. there's my little pitch. Cool. But, uh, well, we're gonna, well, we're, we're gonna coming. we're gonna pitch it before you go it anyway. So do you mind oh. if we play a little bit of Shannon I, so I could hear do it? You, do I mind? Do I, yeah. I, 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 I'm delighted. Thank you. And you then, and then after that, we're going to play from your new CD, the song So, and I can't okay. wait to play that, too. Uh, John, you want to play a little bit of Shannon? I love this song. Another day's at end. Mama says she's tired. No one can even begin to tell her. I hardly know what to say, but maybe it's better that way. If Papa were here, I'm sure he'd tell. 
crying. I'm crying. Can you believe I'm crying? And I got well, chills. And, and it gives me chills when I hear that song. Well, I'm, I'm delighted that it's, you know, it's an emotional song. It was written it from is. a very heartfelt place. Definitely. So, you know, you can, hear, you can hear it in your voice. You can hear it in your voice how heartfelt well, thank it is. you. You know, I don't know if anybody, you know, there's no way radio would ever play something like that anymore, you know. Well, it's we'll, all, you know, it's all about selling cars now, you know. Right. Positive up-tempo, please. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I, I needed that, yeah. but I didn't because it made me sad. So, <laughs> so uh, what's, the name, yeah. what's the name of the new CD, Henry? Too Clever for My Own Good. Oh, that sounds perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've made, I may have heard it said a few times. <laughs> I would think so. But anyway... Let's hear it. Guys, uh, the new song, So, getting a lot of airplay right now all, all over the country, right? It's getting played wherever I can slip it in. You know, the major, the big controlled stations that are owned by the same four guys, it's impossible for anyone independent to navigate. But smaller stations, I'm getting quite a bit of play. Yeah, wherever, right. wherever, wherever I get connected to through this one or that one says, hey, call this guy. And I do, and, and I I email them and they they love it and then they play it a little and you know it's just I'm trying to get the word out there. Well, it's an honor to play it, ladies and gentlemen. Henry Gross with his new song "So." Cause I told you 
nation go As God is my witness Cause I've told you so You can remember it and you can hum along with it. Yeah. it it's it's yeah. not like the, the the crap that's coming out today. This this is what music used to be like. So thank you, well, thank you, Henry. You know what I love about thank it, Henry? You. you know what I love about it? It's 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 kind of apropos for right now. And yeah, also, I, I I love the the hook of so this so that so this so that, and then the hook of because I told you so. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, that who's so playing cool. the guitar in that, Henry? Are, are you playing the guitar? Uh, I'm, I'm playing some, and the guy that I work with, the, the who's an absolute genius, John McLean, is nice. playing some guitar too, and he's playing, he's playing some. He, you know, I usually play the slide, but John played it on this one at the end. He's just, he's a brilliant guy, and so nice. I'm happy. It's I, really I wrote great. Song with Roger Cook. Uh, Roger really? Cook uh, is, is Roger wrote. Songs like Long Cool Woman, yeah, I'd yeah. like to teach the world to sing, You've right. Got Your Troubles, I've Got Mine, Here Comes That Rainy Day Feeling Again. Yeah. Roger's one of the great songwriters of our time. You know, and I've been writing with him for 35, 40 years, so wow. we've written a bunch of songs. But we really, we really like this one because it luckily, I mean, luckily, unluckily, it's speaking to the time right now. That's what I said. We, That's we didn't the poem, yeah. it. We yeah. just thought it was a song about, you know, you give your word because I told you so. I mean, the value of a person's word is, right. is you know, I mean, right. that's what the song is really about. It, you know, right. Because I, I told you so. Right. So I, I told you this. You I, so I told you this. I told you that. And so I told you this. Yeah. And guess what? At the end, because so I yeah. told you so. Right. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Fabulous. I like it. Tell everybody again the name of the album, where they could get it. And I know you just went through that, but tell them again because we're heading off. The album's called Too Clever for My Own Good, Mm -hmm. and it's available at henrygross.com. The CDs are available there or at CD Baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can download it or at iTunes or or Amazon or Apple Music. Wherever they download music, you can buy a copy, uh, a really a download in order and, you know, easy to do. And if you are really, if, and if you, you know, you're having a rough time and you want to hear some music that sounds like what you grew up on or what you wish you grew up on, I mm. think this record will do you good. And you can have it. It's on YouTube. Uh, just like I say, go to my Facebook page or somewhere where the album is displayed 
with CD Baby, get the names of the songs, and just look them up. Put Henry Gross in the name of the song on YouTube, and they'll come Excellent. right up. Excellent. And you can listen to them there. And I just want people to hear it and enjoy it. Right. Because, you know, time is now. And, uh, right. Yeah, it's, so know, pro- it's so appropriate for what's going on right now. I felt it immediately. Yeah, well, you know? like I say, we didn't have any idea because the thing was re- finished in, in uh, you know, by January. So, you know, beginning of January, it was done. Or actually, by the, end, by the middle of December, it was finished. And we had no idea that such a, an awful um, future would be uh, nice. upon us. But, oh, it's uh, a great song. Thank you for sharing it with us. And thank you so much for being here tonight. I appreciate it. My pleasure. It. You're, you're a crazy guy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be, you know, I, put, I save the serious stuff for my songs sometimes, you know. I try and there's such craziness in the world. Can I try and you know the jokes? I always think if you're laughing, you're basically telling the grim grim reaper to take a hike. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a healthy thing. You gotta you, every belly laugh you get is yeah. a vote for life. Well, so I know. try and find the you know just laugh and find right. have a lot of fun and then put the emotional part into the music, whether it's a funny song or a serious song. So Right. Well, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, so I'd rather laugh, too. That's it. You know, yeah. as Dylan said, he, he who ain't busy being born is busy dying. Yeah, there <laughs> you go, too, right? I know. Well, Henry, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I, you're one of my childhood idols that I listened to uh-huh. growing up, and it's a pleasure. I can't even tell you what an honor it is to have you on, both you well, and Joanne, Norman call me Fox. anytime. Yes. You, you, you you know as 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 the song goes from the Beatles early song you know my name look up the number you got it <laughs> you got me well and ladies and gentlemen you got it ladies and gentlemen Mr Henry Gross pick up the new album oh my God you got to check it out and and this song is thank fabulous. you I Henry can't imagine what, I can't imagine Thanks. what the rest of them sound like they're probably fantastic too well, you're gonna love it I love that song love it all right oh thank you Henry take care honey we'll talk okay. Okay, you got it. All Bye-bye. right, all the best. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye Henry. I Bye, really love. I love. Really love that. It had a nice catch to it, you know. Nice hook, and uh, like you said, it's it's sticking in your head, you know. And that's what, yeah. That's what I mean, you need. it's a it's a it's a song that you know, like it used to be, where you can remember it and you can hum it. It's not like the crap that you hear today, where every song sounds exactly the same, and there's you know there's yeah. nothing to it. It, it. You know, within a day, the song is out of your head, and you know you're on to the next one. But this song, you know, something you remember, you want to hear again because it's different. Right. You know, right. And the you way know music what, you was. Know, you know what I love about when we play the songs for for these guys is that. I don't listen to them until the night of the show because I want to be as excited about it as you are, you know, when you fear mm-hmm. for the first time. I want to experience sure. it just like everybody else, you know what I mean? Because he kept saying, did you listen? Did you listen? I said, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, 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 mean, like, I like to hear it the night of the show because then I, I want to be yeah. exci- as excited as everybody else when you hear it for the first time. So, but no, I loved it. I think it was great. So. Yeah, well, that's everybody. a great song. Yeah, I guess uh, we can bid adieu, Johnny Boy. Yeah, until uh, well, Sunday, and we don't yeah. know who's on Sunday, right? No, I do, and I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta talk. So I, gotta, be... I gotta talk. I gotta talk to them and get more information. But it's gonna be very interesting. I can guarantee you that. A so surprise you, guest. Yes. Well, not really. I'll let you know before. You know that. I'll let everybody know on Facebook too. 
Uh, Norman Fox and Henry Gross, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure. Uh, two great artists that I've listened to growing up, and I can't tell you what a, what a joy it is for me to do this and, and, and be able to touch base with these people. It's fabulous. So thank you to them. Thank you, John. Thank you to our sponsors, the High Forum Bistro in Garfield, New Jersey, Precious Memory Video in Kittmersville, Pennsylvania, KWV Wines in South Africa, and Tease for the Times from Clifton, New Jersey. We will see you all Sunday. Yeah, Johnny Boy? Yep, at 7 o'clock Sunday, Eastern Standard Time. For all our friends yeah. over in Italy, New Zealand, and all around the world. Where, where are they? Where are we again? Well, we're, at, we're I'm just telling the Eastern Standard Time because people get confused in other countries when oh, they have time I to know. listen to us, you know. So I know, but what, know, what's Eastern the other country? Time. Didn't you say what oh, countries are we in? New, New Zealand, Italy, um, Canada, Spain, a whole, a whole bunch of different ones. I forgot all the ones, but there's, there's a lot. Well, Germany. A special hello to our friends out of the United States. Thank you so much for listening, yeah. and thank you to all our folks here in the United States. We love you all. Thank you, everybody. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and let's get back to normal soon. And uh, stay home, stay safe, stay alive, right? I don't know. What do you think, That's John? Right. Wear your so, mask and um, keep away from everybody. <laughs> That's right. I know. I kind of like it. I'm hiding behind a mask. Nobody yeah. knows it's. I'm, I I can do whatever I want. I don't, I don't know. I haven't done my hair. Or anything, you know? I put this mask on. Nobody knows it's me. I don't do my hair. I, I'm barely getting dressed. I'm jeans and a, maybe a sweatshirt. You know. And and I'm loving the fact no makeup, nothing. I'm kind of digging it. So. It's. It's killing the dating uh, people and people dating, but <laughs> it's good right, for everybody right, else, right. I guess. Oh, I heard I heard a line, uh, a pickup line. If Corona doesn't take you out, can I? Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that oh, symbol catch, on the drum. I know. Did you catch Scott Wood's uh, Facebook Live? I missed it. No, I haven't. But he, it's. I think you can replay it. I think you could watch oh, it again. Oh, I hope I can. Yeah, because yeah. you know, I got to catch him. He's so funny. What a nice guy. I can't wait for him to come back. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Real quick before we go, I can tell you about some other guests we have coming up. Um, we have uh, Don Most from Happy Days, Ralph Mouth. Wow. Robert Wool. Robert Wool from, uh, oh, Ar- Arliss. Arliss. He's done so many other things as well. Um, oh, Greg Kinn. You remember Greg? My favorite. Yeah, I know you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe breakup Al- song. Joe, yep. Joe Alves, he, I believe, was the creator of The Shark and Jaws, and it's their anniversary. Uh, wow. Oh, we have a, we're going to have one cool night, uh, a whole night. It's uh, for a relationship expert. His name is Rick. I don't have his name in front of me. John Ford Coley's coming up. Butch Patrick, Eddie Munster is coming up. And Stan Livingston, Ernie from uh, My Three Sons, Ed no, Rambo. Chip, Chip, Chip from yeah. My Three Sons. Oh, Chip, yes, he's his older brother. I'm so sorry. Um, reading. Uh, Ed Rambo, uh, one of the greatest songwriters of the 60s, and you'll get to know him. He's, he's a buddy uh, from that crew um, 
Oh, God, Ron Dante from, uh, oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. You, you'll know. You, you'll know who he is. You'll know his songs. I guarantee it. I mean, he's written just about every song out there in the 60s. So, but yeah, no, we've got a great month, and uh, I can't wait. And Sunday is going to be fantastic. I just got to get more information for you guys to let you know exactly. It's, it's, it's about uh, uh, dancing, and it's really cool. So, <laughs> Trust me, it's cool. I don't have it, but it's cool. So, but thank you all very much, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you guys soon. And thank you so much for listening. And Johnny Boy, have a good night, honey bunny. All right, good night, everybody. See you Sunday. Thank you. Night, everybody. Stay safe. Take care. Bye bye.